on the second day of Podmas, my favorite podcasters gave to me, Hawkeye, actually a great Christmas special? You know, I think it's time to actually reckon with the idea that Marvel might be good at holidays. <laughs> right. Well, because that's the thing. I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, they made such a great Christmas special. And then I was like, oh, wait, they also did that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I realized, I'm like, what are we doing here, people? How do we only have three of these over a decade and change? I'm even thinking about the werewolf by night. I keep calling them werewolves yes, at exactly. night. It's not werewolves at night. That's a different thing. You know, those werewolves specifically at, at night. At night, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're eating a bunch of people at, at night. night. Yeah. Hanging out with a swamp guy at, at night. night. Um, but even that is like a really solid special. Um, right. It's like, it's almost as if they're forgetting to market these as specials though. Like at least with Hawkeye, that's right. sort of the idea that like, oh, I was not expecting a Christmas special, but that's exactly what, what, right. what you get. I really do. I, it's so funny to me that like so much of the discourse about like the Marvel Disney plus stuff is like, oh, this killed the golden goose. There's too many of them. And I, then I like sit down, I'm like, all right, but which ones are bad? Like, which ones do I not right. like watching? Yeah, that, and, that's hard to answer. And I do think there's, like, a problem with branding with them where it's like, all right, what is, like, a one-time series? What is a special? What is a actual series that's going to get multiple seasons? Right. And I'm like, the branding for this absolutely should have been that it's, like, Marvel's first Christmas special. Um, which, it, like, to your point, to thinking about, like, okay, which of these has longevity? This, to me... It's even stranger that they didn't market it as a Christmas special because it doesn't, this doesn't really scream longevity. Like, the way that this ended seemed kind of conclusive. Finite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, it's telling that, like, one of the, like, series that people are like, why are they making an Echo series? And it's like, well, yeah, because you're not doing another season of Hawkeye, but, like, you know, any loose plot threads will be dealt with with a different series. Like, mm-hmm. the Hawkeye, Hawkeye story is over by the yeah. time this is done. Like, his arc is finished, and there's a new Hawkeye who will get to do their own things. Um, yeah, I think it is funny because, like, when they first announced those, obviously, like, I, I can't speak for you, but I was super hyped for... The ones I was super hyped for were WandaVision, obviously. Yes. And then, like, the new characters, Moon Vision, She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Miss um, Marvel, because I'm like, oh, yeah, my guys. Mm-hmm. Bunch of characters I like. Right. And this is this and Loki were two of the ones where I'm just kind of like, uh, like, okay, I guess, like, you know, you want to yeah. get a character who hasn't gotten a lot of time to play. Right. Um, you know. I kind of felt excited about Loki. This was, this was admittedly probably the one I was, like, least excited about. Yeah. I was like, oh, that one's franchise Maybe maintenance and throwing this and, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner a bone. Uh, what's it going to call it? Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't know about that either. Right. At least going in. Again. About that. Yeah. Again, they felt like, oh, well, this is nice. You give, like, character actors who have been grinding in this franchise for years their own, like, fat paycheck to be lead. Yeah. And I think by the time I was doing my third rewatch of this, I was like, do I just kind of love this? Do I think this is great? Yes. And, I mean, for a number of reasons. One, in terms of, like, comic adaptation, I would argue this is, like, one of the best in terms of... Hawkeye's an interesting character because, like, he basically... So they cast Jeremy Renner. He shows up in Thor, which was, like, 2010. 
And it's like, oh, you know, Grizzle... Like, at that point, Jeremy Renner was in a weird place because he was kind of getting set up to be, like, the next action guy. He was in Hurt Locker and everyone like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was brought on to the Bourne franchise. He was brought on to Mission Impossible. And the idea was he was going to replace Matt Damon and Tom Cruise, respectively. But then they were like, eh, you know what? Let's not rock the boat. Let's keep those franchises as is. And he just kind of gets stuck with nothing. Mm, um, that's and then right when he becomes Hawkeye, they basically completely rebrand him in the comics. Like that's when like the run that this is largely inspired by started right after Jeremy Renner became Hawkeye. Like, you know, the purpley, like minimalist art style, sort of like the idea that he has a hearing aid. So many of the thing, you know, having him and Kate Bishop explicitly be like, oh, we are a team all the time. Yeah. The title Hawkeye means both of us and we are always working together. Right. Like all that stuff really came to fruition right after Jeremy Renner became Hawkeye. And this is the first time they've actually, you know, they do a really good job of like getting to that space that we have in the comics of like Hawkeye is fun because he's a admitted badass and he does cool things. But, like, compared to every other superhero who gets to be on the Avengers, he gets, you know, he gets put through the ringer the most. Right. Exactly. Like, I love how much of the series is just, like, them in extreme dire straits getting the living stuffing beaten out of them. And by hook or by crook, they're going to pull it off because they are both actually super competent. You know, it's like, I also think that this is... I think the MCU really misses out on, like, really proper reckoning with the infinity war events Mm -hmm. it certainly misses out on like any any good sense of closure for characters like natasha and i Mm -hmm. think that's probably what i appreciate most about this is like watching this i was surprised by how much closure i didn't realize i needed for for um black widow I think when we talked about it in one of our Marvel Minutes, which is a branding we really need to find an excuse to bring back. Yes. Like, I think the exact phrase you use is, like, I like this series because at least someone gave a shit about Natasha and the fact that she's gone. Certainly not the Russo brothers, but (laughs) everyone here, like, you know, her presence is the unspoken thing. Yeah. Um, In general, like... Yeah. Right. It is funny that the Marvel shows are way better than the movies at, like, actually talking about, like, the blip and, like, all of those events. And arguably, like, the best at talking about the events from the first Avengers. Like, Mm. you know, for how long ago it was, it wasn't that long ago in the logic, you know. A huge alien invasion happened ten years ago, and it's, like, kind of barely talked about. Right. And it's... So to get to see, like, because the start of the series is young Kate Bishop being caught in the middle of Center City as, like, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just happens to see Hawkeye doing the one cool thing he gets to do in the whole <laughs> movie. The one trailer shot yeah. of him, like, fall. Every trailer had that because it's like, well, we need to show something Hawkeye. Yeah, we need doing. to prove that he's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like that that, like, I like that this... Honestly, this show does the best at capturing the beginning and the end of the Infinity Saga. Right. And I like that that's, like, the text of the series, too. Like, every, you know, the big meme that came out of it from this whole series was um, Rogers the Musical. Like, that's, like... That's what I wanted silly... to talk about. Yes. Well, do you want to just talk about that as a thing first we before we talk about its narrative I, importance? I remember when, when I first saw this, I remember saying to you, like, this is good for the reasons that Mean Girls the Musical is bad. <laughs> Yes. 
I, it, it points out why I don't like Mean Girls the musical, right. even though I can I can accept its existence it's and here. what it means for and Broadway. We live it. Yeah, um, it's it's just the most perfect thing. Like, yeah, and it's so unexpected in a story that's like sort of played very very straight. Like that's about right. a story about grief and like having some degree of PTSD and like uh, injury from essentially being a veteran. Like that's what the story is about. Um, and we get this, like, we, get, we see this absolutely goofy thing and the goofiest, dumbest possible, like, but, an idea you just put on a sticky note and leave there. Cause you're like, right. yeah, maybe we'll do something with this someday. Right. But they, they just go full out on it. Like they, <laughs> they, 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 they stop at, at nothing with like the degree of, of corny that they are willing to like, but that's what makes it so perfect. Like they've really understood what what this had to be um how it had to look how it had how to feel look, how it had to sound like everything about it so terrible and it's amazing yes. But, yes but it shoots the moon and becomes amazing right and then and you know we get this like perspective of hawkeye of just like looking at the black widow character on stage in this terrible wig and something about it makes you kind of like winsome some like you know right it's like seeing a You're ghost. Just like, this was one of the most traumatic periods of my life, and now it's a kitschy stage musical. Yeah. With, right. like, bad costuming and, like, right. effects. It, it really is, like, and as, like, a Broadway nerd, it is kind of, like, the perfect, like, post-Hamilton. The teens are into musicals now. We got to Let's make musicals for the teens. Right. Let's exactly. go. <laughs> and, like, other than be more chill, most of them have kind of been mid. Like, right. so this screams Percy Jackson the musical, which I don't even hate. Like, oh, it's man. fine. But so much of the, like, oh, they're not wearing costumes. They're wearing, like, street designs of, like, oh. the characters. Or, like, the you know, the sets are kind of, like, basic. Like, they look, like, kind of arts and craftsy. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are the most blunt, literal, like... A A B. It's what we're talking about with Wish. It's like A A B B A C C A A B B C C. Like it's so. And I got it. I forget who wrote the song, but it is like so perfectly observed in that yes. sort of era of this era of Broadway musical of like mm-hmm. put a brand name on it, come up with some songs, yeah, an existing franchise. Yeah. Yes, and I love the line. Although with, I do with love all the of their line, catchphrases like worked into it. Yes. Yeah, you've got to play the hits. Yeah. You've got to, like, be loud and dumb with it. Ugh, um, I do idea. love the line, when the city's trashed, when you take your bow, we'll blame you then, but you're good for now. Yeah. Which I'm like, yeah, that kind of just sums up the whole problem. Right. A big problem with the MCU. Right, Someone exactly. was talking about it, it's like, or the so- Sokovia Accords. Sokovia. Okay, cool. What do you what are you, you going to do to the guys who say no to this? Like, cool, what are you going to do when an alien shows up again? Keep Captain America in jail? Right, exactly, yes. Like, who, what do you get? You couldn't stop him the first time. What You haven't made any improvements since. Right. So. <laughs> um, but I also just love it because it's like, I like that this is a story about, like, superhero mythology. Yeah. Like, Kate Bishop mm-hmm. worships, it's, it's easy to say Kate Bishop worships Hawkeye, but even just this, like, staged version of it, like... I love the fact that Ant-Man's there. Like, I like the idea that right. the mythology of it all has changed, where it's like, oh, yeah, Ant-Man, he hangs out with the Avengers. He was there in the final battle. Yeah. So, obviously, he would have been here in New York, too. He's just very little. It's the same appeal as Miss Marvel for, like, going to a, a Comic-Con. Like, you get to s- sort of see, a, like, um, like, a demonstrative, you know, example of um, of superhero lore, but, like, in-universe somehow. 
Yes, a version of this that's in-universe, which is, like, a thing they do in Marvel Comics. Like, in Marvel right. Comics, the idea is there are Marvel Comics, but they're written by right. journalists trying to get the scoop. Right. So, like, you know, some of the, like, secret identities and stuff were kept out. Mm. But, yeah, no. And, like, even the fact that he goes... I forgot that he goes to the urinal mid-show, and it just says Thanos is right. And it's, like, even stuff like that. <laughs> like, this man cannot escape... Right. Like, again, Hawkeye's thing is, he, this is a job. He gets paid to do that. He basically works for the FBI. And right. they're just like, hey, uh, the, you're a part of the superhero desk. And he's like, Ugh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I use a bow and arrow, so I kind of had this coming to me. Right. Um, and just dealing with the fact that it's like, well, yeah, for you, this was all a job and it cost you your friends. But for everyone else, you are one of, like, the six most important people who ever lived yeah, on the planet who basically stopped an apocalypse. You know, you stopped three apocalypses in the span of a decade. Right. If not more. And I like that this series grapples with it and it comes out with this like kind of positive message of like, you know, maybe at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt to lean into this because this does matter. Like the fact that I love the fact that he wears the costume at the end and he's not like dunking on it. Mm -hmm. Like people complain about the MCU. They kind of like make fun of original costumes or like make fun of like the superhero stuff. And it's like, no, Hawkeye's sincere. Like the final battle at Rockefeller Center is like weirdly sincere of like, Jeremy Renner being like, you know what? I will be a superhero. Fuck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the costume and everything. And also, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about the series. I love that it's like, this is the kind of thing you want to see more from the MCU. Like a kind of low stakes story that just like, yeah, this is what living in the Marvel world's like. There's secret underground auctions. There's like goons with a gimmick who all speak in very heightened accents. Right. You know. At any given time, you can be driving on a bridge and suddenly there's a giant arrow falling from the sky. Right. Like, stupid gadgets, stupid gimmicks. And also, again, like, Jeremy Renner's, like, sort of grumpus energy is perfect for a story about a guy who gets has to get home for Christmas. Right. And that's what, like, all of this works if it was just set at a random time of the year, but the fact that it's Christmas just makes yeah. it kind of perfect because it's like, I don't want to be a superhero, but now I have to be a superhero around Christmas? Fuck this. <laughs> It also adds to, like, it's it's designed really well, and it mm. sort of captures that very cozy Home Alone um, essence with its, like, set design. Yes. Oh, Which, absolutely. That's the part of the appeal for me. Like, when you talked about this, like, it, it does capture the sort of magic of, like, New York Christmas. Yes. I think, well, I will say, a part of what I think helped me was, like, this was, like, winter 2021 when Omicron just hit, and it really just became clear of, like, oh, we might have missed our window to, like, actually get back to normal normal. And it was, like, tough because it was, like, the second year in a row I wasn't going to be in New York for Christmas, and, like, I was missing all of the things I loved. Mm-hmm. So to have, like, a series that is so unabashedly, like, isn't this the most magical city this time of year? Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, was a good bomb for me. Um, right. And, yeah, you're right. Well, the Home Alone energy, one of, like, you know, it's a lot of gadgets, it's a lot of gizmos, yeah. it's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. flying by the seat of our pants like, as we're trying to get out of this. Um, a lot of um, stunt injury. Yes. It, well, it also, again, it also just made me appreciate, man, isn't it nice when they're just doing stuff on set? Yeah. It's the same thing with the Marvels, where I'm like, God, people on a set using the set as, like, set dressing, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, the whole fight when they're in an abandoned KB Toys and they're just throwing dolls yeah. at each other, or, mm-hmm. like... Or, like, Kate Bishop is stuck to a rocky horse. Or, like, at one point she, like, grabs a banister and, like, swings around it. And I'm like, ah, yes. Like, some good food. Finally. Right. I mean, honestly. And it's funny. The only thing I really don't like is the inclusion of Kingpin. Really? 
But, but I, I think King, Kingpin is like one of my favorite villains across the board, on just based on aesthetic alone. I think it's he's just I, funny. Yes. Well, see, I there's a lot of I'm torn because on one hand I'm like this is the perfect story for Kingpin to show up in. Like he's the right level of like individual and like world threat mm-hmm. where it's like oh they can handle this they can pull this off right just trip I'm, him like. I love that free of sort of like the grime and grit of the Netflix series. He can actually be like an absolute unit who like is basically immortal. Mm-hmm. Like he gets shot with three arrows and just kind of tanks it like a boss. Yeah. I'm never going to say no to Vincent D'Onofrio just hamming it up. I, mm-hmm. again, one of the funniest lines in the MCU for me is, and now this Bishop woman wants to quit her job like she works at Goldman Sachs. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yes. Well done. You got it. Roses. But I'm also like, the fact that it's, like, a reveal, I think, is the part that annoys me. Because I'm like, this reveal doesn't mean... It, like, this reveal only matters if you've seen the Netflix shows, which aren't canon, basically. Right. And I'm like, well, that's a little annoying. I like, see. they keep hyping it up, and it's like, this guy! And it's like, yeah, but does anyone in this universe... do? Does anyone watching... Like, outside of people like us, do people know who this is supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, yeah. Um... I don't know. And I like I feel like the series does have a generally positive reception among like fans so. and stuff, but I but I do feel like it's still a little underrated. I would really It's definitely the one that like 9 times out of 10 somebody had, still has not watched it. And for me, if there's one takeaway from all this is you should absolutely watch this around the holidays. Oh, it yeah. is funny, it is sincere. Like I tried to bite my tongue on a couple big things because I'm like I don't want to spoil the whole final set piece because I think the entire final episode is just like one big action thing rules, mm-hmm. um, like it's some of the best use of like sort of MCU lore there is, and yeah it just like it understands the assignment of being like a sort of action Christmas special, like for all the people who are like well Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie I'm like that's no, my least favorite joke no, right. It's like, yeah, I get it. You want some action movie that you can watch at Christmas. Counterpoint, watch Hawkeye. Any, watch whatever you want at Christmas. Why? Why does anybody want an action movie for Christmas? I don't. I would, I would like a bicycle for Christmas, personally. I want a but, Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, Sydney, you've been <laughs> over this. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> what? what? What's the worst that could happen? You're just, you know, <laughs> just going to shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. <laughs>